I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. He was 41 when I was born, TD for Louth. I think he was elected something like 15 times before he pulled out. Frank Aiken, son of Francis Aiken farmer and minister to us. The first time we saw him as a farmer full-time was in 1948 when the first coalition under John A. Costello came in. Tall guy, very interested in farming businesses and also inventions. He designed stoves and shoes that ventilated. He had seat belts in the cars. The first car we ever saw was a Ford Prefect that he bought in 1948. We had good holidays. Dad always brought us off to either Connemara, Carrow, or out to Inishir in the Aran Islands to learn Irish. He was an avid Irish speaker. I never spoke English to him until I was about 11. My mother had no Irish and she didn't like Irish spoken in front of her because she didn't understand what was going on. I would remember him with his big coat and welly boots on, on the farm. He'd always have his twenty-two rifle. He was a dead shot with that. But then, of course, he was always well-dressed and shiny shoes. We used to polish his shoes for him when he was heading into the door. I remember him, anyway, most clearly as just a, a farmer dad who had a day job as a minister. Everybody bowed and scraped to him. He was either the minister or the boss on the farm. But he was great fun. My mother got on very well. They had quite a robust sort of relationship with as far as they would each argue their corner. My mother wasn't a shrinking violet. She had been a professional musician and had her own life, violinist, before she married because she was 36 when she got married. I'm told they met in Ryan's house. Jim Ryan was Minister for Finance that we knew him. And he was a Tipperary man. He lived in Greystones. They are supposed to have met there in the middle 20s, 1925 or so. They didn't get together for several years and they got married in 1934. So he would have known her for eight or nine years. They got married in Angel Street. I think it's the Capuchins there. De Valera's son, Terry De Valera, was best man. Yeah, there's a picture of himself and Ma, which Sean T. O'Kelly did an official visit to the United States, Richard Nixon. There's plenty of... Interesting people he met. He was at the United Nations for so long. Can't be at the United Nations for 15 years and not have a few names you can drop. Some sad events there as well. One minister who are a representative from country, which I won't mention, you know, went home and was assassinated. That was, that was a sadness to him. But there were great times as well. While he was portrayed as being virulently anti-British, that absolutely wasn't so. He was just against the elements of Westminster that would want Ireland to be part of the British Empire. He just didn't want that. 
We thought we should be autonomous. He was always on for new farming methods. He worked out clearly that if the ground stayed warmer for longer, uh, plants would grow quicker and better. And he was way ahead of his time as far as those sort of developments. So driven, yes, he was always driven to just drive on the country to perform that little bit better every year. He was a man of the present, you know, and the future. Didn't bother looking back. Whatever happened, happened. As a fighter, and as any soldier will tell you, there is no point in looking back. Whatever happened in some battlefield happened, and there's nothing you can do about it. A fellow had his brains blown out, and you lived on. You were sadder because he was a matey yours, you know, but it was that sort of attitude towards positivity. Once I have a subject, you can't shut me up, you know. And that was a little bit like my father as well. If he had an idea, you couldn't shut him up on it. But then he could stay comfortable in his own skin, if you like, for quite long periods. So that was Frank Aiken, my early days. Well, he wouldn't talk about the IRA days very, very little. I remember asking him about the derailing of the train. We must have known about that at Adavoyle, and he told me that he had taken the bolts out of a joint and polished them up and put one back, and uh, so when the trains that weren't targets went past, he just had a free bolt to unloosen and push the track aside, and that's what derailed the train. We knew people had got shot. We knew he retook the barracks in Dundalk in 1922, Dad left school at the age of 16, so he wasn't that well schooled. And he was up against guys like Griffiths and Collins and those educated people, you know, older than him. And you can't intellectually oppose those in a small group. They're too experienced for you when you're not well educated yourself. So he clearly looked to somebody to follow and he picked Dev. He went down from Armagh on his motorbike in 1918 to support Dev in the by-election in County Clare, that's where Dev was elected, in 1918. So did Dev pick him or he picked Dev? He picked Dev, but then Dev picked him. We learned more about him from books than from himself. We used to occasionally go up to Dundalk with him for meetings. We'd hang around. We used to pass by the Dundalk barracks and see the, the plastered, repaired hole in the wall. The escape from the jail we did know about because that was one of his more spectacular achievements. In fact, it was Johnny McCoy's and the other guys in the Fort Northern. Johnny McCoy was the adjutant. He's the fellow who had the keys of the, the safe where the guns were and the explosives. If you wanted to go off on a raid, you'd go to the adjutant. In my father's eyes, he probably got the main credit. He didn't do all that work himself. He never spoke anything about the dramatics about it, except his concentration was to get the men safe when the blast was going off and then out. Then that wall goes up along the RD road and then there's a little cross street over to the railway station and that's where the guys stood when that blast was taking place. His biggest worry when that was arranged was that some of his men inside the barracks would get hurt. He was exercising them every morning and he took them down to the south side up the RD road side inside the walls. The guys who blew the mine were just in that little street because that would clear them from the blast. Then when the blast occurred and he realised everybody was safe, then they had to remove the stones and get out. It was 105 or 106 of them escaped then. He escaped in the direction of the RD road. There was a car waiting for him. He didn't elaborate on that 
and then he was on the run again. So we never knew where he was. He should have had a GPS tracker on him and it would have been made an interesting pattern about where he stayed. He stayed all over the place. And even fairly recently, a gun was found in the thatch of an old house being renovated in somewhere around Knockbridge. It's currently in the Dundalk, probably in the museum. And they said that was a, a gun that Frank Aiken had stashed away in case he lost the, another one. He really had the run of the country. So when you ask me, what did he do when he got out of the jail? He got out of the jail and it was business as usual as far as we were concerned. And what that was, was his business. Somebody must have brought the messages out, yes. There had to be somebody at some level in the jail that would exchange the communications between outside, between McCoy, who was the adjutant, and the other IRA leaders who hadn't been captured. Very little dramatisation of just that escape. Until now. It's what it led to is really of interest. And I think this would be Dad's attitude as well, and certainly mine that these things happen, good or bad, it's what you make of them. If something bad happens, does it stop you going on a certain path? If it's a worthy cause, it doesn't. 20 press-ups, then a lap of the yard. All in place, Frank. Give me the nod and I'll sound two blasts of the whistle. And then what? Then get over to the other side as quick as you can and cover your head. Will it be that big? We're taking no chances. I don't want any civilians hurt, Fitzpatrick. They won't be. It's early. There's no one around. All right. The men are nearly finished. All right, men. Back against the wall. Line up. I'll take it from here, Fitzpatrick. Sir, I wasn't expecting you to later. I want to see how well organised these rebels are. Hand over the whistle. But... The whistle, Fitzpatrick. Go and check on my breakfast in the kitchen. Bring it to my office when it's ready. Yes, sir. And when you're done that, you can mop the floor in the men's toilets. It's getting a bit sticky. Yes, sir. Oh, good girl. What sort of exercise are these, Aiken? We're just about to start a set of jumping jacks. Jumping jacks? Aren't they for children? They keep the heart healthy and get the limbs moving. I find them invaluable. Oh, very well. They do look a bit foolish, though. All right, man. Jumping jacks on my whistle. May I? You may not. I'll do it. Excellent. Two blasts, please. Hello? Diane, what are you doing here? Sorry, sir, I tried to stop her. You forgot your sandwiches. You could have just left them in my office. No need for all of this. It's not safe. You must be Francis Aiken. I am. Very pleased to meet you. Diane? I've heard tales of your bravery. Diane, that's enough. Come with me. It was nice to meet you, Francis. Sir? What is it, Fitzpatrick? The whistle. All right, here it is. Get ready, Frank. Back against the wall, men. Take cover. Run. Quickly. To freedom. Fitzpatrick, you're hurt. I'll be fine. It's just a scratch. I won't forget this. What the devil was that? So, a telephone message at 10 a.m., the 27th of the 7th, 1922. So, this was two and three quarter hours after. The governor of Dundalk Prison telephones. At 7.15 this morning, a breach was made in the boundary wall with dynamite 
and 105 prisoners rescued. The military guard did not fire a shot. I am obtaining reports from prison officers. This is the list of the escapees from 1922. Like I said, it's a direct copy of that which was composed by the prison governor. There's 106 names on it. There are little red C's beside some of them, and they were recaptured. If I can find it. 245. Francis Aiken. Patrick Gilhini. Bernard J. Roddy. Patrick Coleman. Michael Harty. Eugene Sweeney, Andrew O'Hare, Patrick Quinn, Peter Boyle, Michael O'Hanlon, Gerald Davis, Chaz McGinnity, Harry McGill, Peter Barry, Joseph McGuinness, Owen McCall, T. McIntyre, F. Gavin, P. McElroy, Jazz McCaffrey, O. Murphy, Jazz Sweeney, Kevin Burns, T. McCavish, When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.